Chapter Seventeen of Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Kachuk. Bill Nye's Cordwood by Bill Nye. Bill Nye on Railroads. Perhaps there is nothing in the line of discovery and improvement that has shown more marked progress in the last century than the railway and its different auxiliaries. When we remember that much less than a century has passed since the first patent for a locomotive to move upon a track was issued, where now we have everything that heart can wish, and in fact live better on the road than we do at home, with but thirty-six hours between New York and Minneapolis, and a gorgeous parlor bedroom and dining room between maine and oregon with nothing missing that may go to make life a rich blessing we are compelled to express our wonder and admiration to peter cooper is largely due the boom given to railway business he having constructed the first locomotive ever made in this country and put it on the baltimore and ohio railroad the first train ever operated must have been a grand sight first came the locomotive a large babcock fire extinguisher on trucks with a smokestack like a full-blown speaking-tube with a frill around the top the engineer at his post in a plug hat with an umbrella over his head and his hand on the throttle borrowing a chew of tobacco now and then of the farmers who passed him on their way to town near him stood the fireman now and then bringing in an armful of wood from the fields through which he passed and turning the damper in the smokestack every little while so it would draw now and then he would go forward and put a pork rind on a hot box or pound on the cylinder head to warn people off the track next comes a tender loaded with nice white birchwood an economical style of fuel because its bark may be easily burned off while the wood itself will remain uninjured Besides the firewood, we find on the tender a barrel of rainwater and a tall blonde jar with wickerwork around it, which contains a small sprig of tansy immersed in four gallons of New England rum. This the engineer has brought with him for use in case of accident. He is now engaged in preparing for the accident in advance. Next comes the front brakeman, in a plug hat about two sizes too large for him. He also wears a long-waisted frock coat with a bustle to it and a tall shirt collar with a table-spread tie, the ends of which flutter gaily in the morning breeze. As the train pauses at the first station, he takes a hammer out of the toolbox and nails on the tire of the four-wheel of his coach. The engineer gets down with a long oil can and puts a little sewing-machine oil on the pitman. He then wipes it off with his sleeve. It is now discovered that the rear coach, containing a number of directors and the division superintendent, is missing. The conductor goes to the rear of the last coach and finds that the string by which the director's car was attached is broken, and that, the grade being pretty steep, the directors and one brakeman have no doubt gone back to the starting place. But the conductor is cool. He removes his bell-crowned plug hat, and taking out his orders and time card, he finds that the track is clear, and looking at a large valuable Waterbury watch, presented to him by a widow whose husband was run over and killed by the train, he sees he can still make the next station in time for dinner. He hires a livery team to go back after the director's coach, and calling all aboard, 
he swings lightly upon the moving train it is now ten o'clock and nineteen weary miles still stretch out between him and the dinner station to add to the horrors of the situation the front brakeman discovers that a very thirsty boy in the emigrant car has been drinking from the water supply tank on the tender and there is not enough left to carry the train through much time is consumed in filling the barrel again at a spring near the track but the conductor finds a spotter on the train and gets him to do it he also induces him to cut some more wood and clean out the ashes the engineer then pulls out a drawhead and begins to make up time in twenty minutes he has made up an hour's time though two miles of hoop iron are torn from the track behind him he sails into the eating station on time and while the master mechanic takes several of the coach wheels over to the machine shop to soak he eats a hurried lunch the brakeman here gets his tin lanterns ready for the night run and fills two of them with red oil to be used on the rear coach the fireman puts a fresh bacon rind on the eccentric stuffs some more cotton batting around the axles puts a new linchpin in the hind wheels sweeps the apple peelings out of the smoking car and he is ready then comes the conductor with his plug hat full of excursion tickets orders passes and time checks he looks at his waterbury watch waves his hand and calls all aboard again it is upgrade however and for two miles the spotter has to push behind with all his might before the conductor will allow him to get on and ride thus began the history of a gigantic enterprise which has grown till it is a comfort a convenience a luxury and yet a necessity it has built up and beautified the desert it has crept beneath the broad river scaled the snowy mountain and hung by iron arms from the cannon and the precipice carrying the young to new lands and reuniting those long separated it has taken the hopeless to lands of new hope it has evaded the solitude of the wilderness spiked down valuable land grants killed cheap cattle and then paid a high price for them whooped through valleys snorted over lofty peaks crept through long dark tunnels turning the bright glare of day suddenly upon those who thought the tunnel was two miles long roared through the night and glittered through the day bringing alike the groom to his beautiful bride and the weeping prodigal to the moss-grown grave of his mother you are indeed a heartless soulless corporation and yet you are very essential in our business end of bill nye on railroads